Hey guys, before we get started, I have a little secret for you. Come here. Did you know that we are on YouTube? That is right. You can watch these interviews live, uncut, by going to youtube.com forward slash Heather Parody. That is P-A-R-A-D-Y. I promise you it's another level watching these on YouTube. So again, find us over there by searching for Heather Parody or Unconventional Leaders. And make sure you hit that subscribe button. There are 7 billion people in this world, and they all have a unique story. Every single one of us has a unique story and every single one of us has a unique perspective based on our life experiences. And what makes you unique is your, that's what is your superpower. I've always felt and I was born with several palsy. I have always felt small. I was told not to take risks. I may be blind, but I teach people how to see. And I'm proud to be an individual. This podcast is for you, the unconventional leader. Maybe you are the one that everyone discounted. Maybe you struggle with fear and self-doubt. We are here to empower the next generation of self-starters to step up. Use their voice and make an impact in this world. You choose your attitude. You choose your perspective. That comes from today's guests, Peter and Dee Dee Dinkelson. And if this is your first time listening, what's up? My name is Heather Parody. I am your host, Fat This Dude, on TikTok. He has like a quarter million followers. He's killing it on the guitar. And you know what's even cooler? He has a crazy story. Peter was born premature with more than 10 birth defects. He was diagnosed with Golden Heart Syndrome and lived in NICU for nearly four months. He's now 19 years old and has undergone 35 surgeries. He found a passion for playing guitar at the age of 15 and used it to get through his toughest recoveries. His platform, Pete's Diary, are fueled by music and motivation for the purpose of empowering others to live a life they love. Him and his mom, Didi, which started this platform literally 20 years ago when her son was born. They sprinkle a dose of humor in their story because they say laughter, along with great music, makes us all feel good. Amen. The reason I wanted to have Peter and his mom on is I've been watching him for a while on TikTok and the way that he uses his platform, the way that he uses his creativity as a vehicle to share his story, the way he and his mom are flipping the script about what it means to be, quote, different and how that's actually your advantage and it's something that you can embrace is so empowering. And I know as unconventional leaders, y'all know we about this. We about this laugh. Y'all are going to love these two. Peter and Dee Dee Dankleson. Connect with them at PeteDiary.com. That is linked in the show notes. And you know what I'm going to ask you, my friend. If you love this podcast, if you enjoy it, please take a screenshot and share it with one unconventional leader in your life. Thank you. Appreciate you for that. All right, y'all, let's get into this. The courage to stand out and not blend in with Peter and Dee Dee Dankleson. Pete's diary was originally a journal I kept when Peter was born. So he's almost 20. He was in the neonatal intensive care unit for almost four months. Mm -hmm. Um, So it became a daily update for family and friends. And this was, I like to say, in the prehistoric days before social media, like Peter King or whatever. Um, I think Yahoo was the big search engine at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because I did a lot of research online about his birth defects and trying to find a diagnosis. And then after a diagnosis, researching that. Um, so th- it started there. And then fast forward several years, 
Um, we started speaking actually when he was in probably middle school. I would get invited to do speaking engagements like with the uh, medical hospitals mm-hmm. and the, like the patient perspective as a parent. And I started to bring Peter along with me. And I always said, you can't always know for sure what's coming out of his mouth, but it will be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. There's no filter with like a 12 or 13 year old, but it was great because it was, it was very honest and it was very real. What's cool is it went from me doing most of the speaking and you helping Mm -hmm. to you doing all the speaking and me, me writing and just kind of moderating. Yeah. 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 I think, I think that's, I'm a mom too. And I think that's really cool from like a mother's perspective, like fostering that within him um, and then seeing him take the stage uh, per se, but okay. And then music's a part of this too, Peter, where did all that come into play? When did you start falling in love with music? So I first picked up the guitar at uh, the end of my freshman year of high school. So that was four years ago. I think it was spring of 2016. And um, I guess I just started to listen to a little bit more, you know, rock and roll based music. Mm -hmm. I guess out of curiosity, I said to my dad one day, Hey, you know, I've listened to a lot more rock and roll. I think it'd be kind of fun and interesting to try and learn guitar. And lucky for me, dad was in abandoned high school. So he had his guitar and amp, you know, in storage still. Hadn't been played in, you know, forever, right? So (laughs) he pulled it out of storage, you know, showed me the guitar amp, you know, little distortion pedal too. You you plug it in and then uh, you start looking up lessons on YouTube. That's awesome. That's awesome. So let's let's go back a little bit to uh, just kind of your the 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 blog and how it's evolved over time. So tell me a little bit about what was uh, the diagnosis that Peter what you received. How is that? I guess given platformed to the message that you want to share right now. And what is that message? His diagnosis is Golden Har syndrome. G O L D E N H A R. We like to say basically just means that you are. Well, I'm high maintenance so. <laughs> It's the simple and, uh, and that's sort of, that encapsulates us and our mission, I guess, is Mm -hmm. all about positive vibes, positivity, self-acceptance, being able to laugh at yourself, you know, getting people to laugh with you, not at you, Mm -hmm. but, um, and, and just amplifying kindness, all those good things. The diagnosis when he was born was just basically a, a spectrum of birth defects that all fell under this umbrella of golden heart syndrome, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is primarily a craniofacial birth defect where he's he was missing um, parts of his jaw. Uh, he had a cleft palate, which is the roof of your mouth, mm-hmm. a hole in the inside roof of your mouth. He was missing his left ear. So we didn't even know if he could hear on his right side when he was born. I don't know. He had cysts in your eyes, what else? There's a whole package of writing things that brought me to my knees. And so he needed a trach right away and a feeding tube eventually uh, because he couldn't take a bottle. And so 35 surgeries later, here we are. 35 (laughs) surgeries. Wow. Yes. Not when he was young. A few kind of in the elementary, middle school years, lots of appointments, lots of therapy. You had a surgery every summer in high school. Um, it was kind of like, yeah, you know, yeah. another set of big surgeries. Now I, have a, I have a question. I'd love to hear both of your viewpoints on it because I know it'll be different. Just kind of like your outlook for the world and other people through the lens of, you know, what you guys have experienced. Um, I know for you, Didi, you remember before Peter. And so maybe you had a perception of life a little bit. And maybe it shifted a little bit going through um, what you guys have have walked through over the past 20 years. And Peter, like, this is all you've ever known is like, hey, this is the way I am. And I love that confidence. And I love that being and that essence. And maybe the way that you view people that 
you, you wish that they could view themselves a little bit more. Because I know this word empathy has come up over and over again on the show where, you know, really having, no matter who you are, what you look like, whatever it may be, like us walking in a little bit more love and kindness for one another. And I'd love to hear your thoughts, Peter, too, on just the way you view people and maybe how it might be a little bit different. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because um, I, I do think I kind of have this unique perspective with all the, I guess, crazy stuff that I've been through. You know, last summer, uh, like about a year ago, I was on like an ICU floor for a big procedure I had. And, you know, you hear stuff happen on the hospital floor and, and uh it kind of puts you in your place a little bit you know uh you know with what i had gone through for that surgery it was really rough but you know seeing all the commotion that was going on around and you know right. hearing things that right. may have happened it, it kind of puts you in your place a little bit you're like okay the situation is really tough but you know could be better but it could be much worse absolutely absolutely what about you mom what has your perception changed at all or it has it oh for sure and to hear him say that now, I think, okay, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> growing up, you know, when he's 10 years old, it's like, why do I have to do this? Why do I, you know, please don't make me have to do this, get this shot or have labs drawn. And, and that's my always been my message to him is you can always find someone better off than you and you can yeah. always find someone yeah. worse off than you. It doesn't diminish what you're going through or that you don't have a right to right. be upset about it because you do. Um, and it stinks and it's okay to admit that, but you also have to put it in perspective. And that's Pete's diary today is a lot about you choose your attitude, you choose your perspective. It's all about that choice. Um, yeah. But yeah, you see a lot. I mean, when you were little, when you you were too little to understand, I I was immersed in it, right? I mean, sure. he's in the hospital all the time. And, and I had to learn how to deal with staring that I wasn't used to. I hadn't grown up with that. You grew up with it. Right. I mean, not that it's fun or good right. things you have to deal with, but as parents, his dad and I kind of had to learn how to handle it and then be able to coach him to, to deal with it. So. Yeah. And you want to talk about uh, putting yourself out there as you guys. I mean, when you're, when you start putting content out on this blessing slash curse, social media, internet, <laughs> like it's like the best of the world and the worst of the world yeah. all at the same time. And I really want to uh, commend you, Peter, for the way that you've responded to some negative comments and stuff. I've seen that. And I was like, yeah. man, what an amazing example of leadership and using your platform to um, not everyone has the strength to put out their stuff like you have and for you to respond the way that you have to certain people uh, that just empowers the rest of us to be like you know what <laughs> you're not alone you can do this as well and i'm just curious about the maybe internal work that you've had to go through of putting yourself out there online and i know you've gotten a lot of love you've gotten some negativity you've had the whole bit of it so how do you process through that as a as a man now and as someone who loves his work and wants to use his voice how do you how do you navigate through that oh that's that's kind of the blessing and the curse with tiktok there's been a lot of <laughs> it's true there's, uh, there's been a lot of cool things that have happened but uh there's been some uh, pretty nasty things that some videos people have done just report and move on some of the comments too Honestly, some of the rude comments, they don't even really make sense half the time. So yeah. just delete it and move on. If I do see a comment and I respond to it in a video or something, I try to put a spin on it. Was it like try and take the negativity, flip it around and try and, you know, it's not just me shouting at someone, like, right. you know. Kind of um, put them in their place. Yeah. Or yeah. like one video I did, I, I was just being funny. Kind of make fun of the comment. Or, right. Um, yeah. It's not worth engaging. Like his dad right. now say, it's not worth engaging. Right. It's just not 
it's very tempting, but yeah, it's not worth Yeah. It. Sometimes you have to, you have to address, address right. things. And that's like, you know, when you respond to it, the same thing always happens. Mr. Mr. Tough Guy deletes the comment like five minutes after I respond to it. So, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What about the, the positive responses you've got either from TikTok or Instagram or the blog or whatever it may be? Um, what is this doing in people's lives? And what, what do you feel like is kind of like the, the meat and the purpose of your work right now well for me like as a musician i'm seeing a lot of comments of people saying like uh, they picked up you know a guitar because of my videos and seeing me play and as a musician that's like the highest honor right like yeah. you're you know you got guys like jimmy page hendrix you know all these huge legends right and stars and they see me and they want to pick up a guitar it's like i i can't even like yeah. process it it's really wild when people say they picked up a guitar or got interested in playing because of what I'm doing. It's like, how? Yeah. (laughs) We have a lot of creatives who listen to the show. So they may not be musicians, but they're writers, they're photographers. They're using some kind of creativity to, um, as a vehicle for their message, kind of like what Mm -hmm. you guys are doing. Sometimes there's a lot of hesitancy though, about leaning into that because you think, what's the point? Like there's so many people doing this or, you know, maybe I'm not good enough at this or the variety of things that we beat ourselves up over and all really kind of leaning into this and just giving it a shot and giving it a try. Any Mm -hmm. thoughts, advice for people who maybe have their own version of a guitar sitting in the corner, but they haven't picked it up yet? Well, I mean, it is challenging. It's definitely something you gotta stick with it. It's not just gonna happen overnight. Um, that's kind of, I think that's probably the trickiest thing about guitar, especially when you're starting out. Cause yeah. I mean, you know, the strings are basically steel, right? So it's kind of like you gotta build up the muscle memory yeah. over time. And you know, there's a, there's a lot of tricky things that go, go into it, but it's so rewarding once you're able to pull something off. It's, like meaningful to you, like a riff or a solo or something like that. That's the key. It's it has huge. to be meaningful to you. I think whatever creative pursuit you have, it has to be less like work and more like mm. a pull that you have to do it. Mm. And it doesn't have to be your livelihood. It can be just a hobby you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. But everyone needs that spark of joy in their life. And oh yeah, a lot of times we say, find your passion and pursue it and don't be embarrassed by it. If it's, you know, if it's knitting or, or, you know, you did, you tried fencing club for a while. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) Like he didn't find the guitar till he was 15 going on 16. So we kept throwing things at him, you know, trying to find something that was his thing. And when you find something like that, then you attract the right tribe of support and and people to yourself that enjoy the same things. Yeah. Any kind of creative pursuit is, it takes work. It takes dedication, but you have to have joy in it. You have to have joy in doing it. Cause when he picked up the guitar, I was like, that's never going to last. It's going to be way too hard. Like his fingers are going to hurt and um, it's going to be too hard. I mean, he still doesn't, he doesn't read music. It takes all the joy out of it for him. Amen to that. (laughs) So, you know, his dad and I didn't push him to like take lessons right away or anything. Whereas before with other things, I think we tried to put you in a club right away or teach, you know, find a teacher or something. And we were just like, let him go with it. And it really became so therapeutic for you. And it was such a blessing during your surgeries in high Mm -hmm. school once you started playing, because that's what got him out of bed Mm -hmm. at the hospital. 
you know, music therapy room. That's what got him, helped him with all the anxiety. Medical PTSD is a very real thing when you, especially when you've been through 35 surgeries. So the music, I mean, even if you didn't have a guitar at the hospital, I mean, I don't know how many times they played ACDC when they wheeled you back to the OR, which is kind of funny in a pediatric hospital. That's awesome. Yeah. I I was on like goofy juice, but I do, I I do very much remember going back for one procedure and I'm like, can we? You do like Hell's Bells or something. <laughs> and the doctor's like, okay. Sure. <laughs> and so I do have a slight memory looking up at the ceiling in my little gurney, right? And I can hear the intro to the song in the back. I'm like, okay. Wheel by his little kids listening to Sesame Street. And there's Peter yeah. with his Hell's Bells. So has that has has is writing your thing, Dee Dee? Is that your creative outlet, I'm assuming? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously it started when well. Well, I mean, I guess it really did start when you were born um, because it was kind of my therapy. And I've always written this diary started with me writing in his voice, Uh written in his voice. Uh And I think when I started it after he was born, it was um, less painful for me to write from his perspective than my own because I was in so much grief and sadness and depression and anxious Um, and guilt. I had the mommy guilt. It was just hard. So it was easier for me to put myself in his shoes, I guess. I love that. Um, Right from his perspective, even though he was like less than three pounds. Yeah. I was wondering about, I I love, you know, we talked about at the beginning, being comfortable, standing in uh, your own power, exactly who you are, how you were created. Um, I think every human deals with that Mm -hmm. about something about something and learning to stand in that and have that, that comfort level and be proud of it and own it and all of that. It's, it's, it's a difficult process and it's a journey. And I would love to hear any tips you have for anyone who's listening right now. Who's like, well, you don't understand. I, 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 I'm this way or that, or I've, I've gone through these struggles or whatever their thing may be that sets them apart. How do we flip that script and start um, seeing that as the gift and the blessing of who mm-hmm. we are, as opposed to something that that we that we try to stuff away right well you know how I, I guess i've always thought of it is again going back to the you know there's always going to be somebody better off than you there's also going to be somebody who's worse off than you so it's like again it's like what i said earlier yeah the situation on I me be really tough but you know i can still mm-hmm. i guess you know push through it as best as i can always keep pushing yourself as much as you know impossible. so like with yeah. the Hearing aid, you have to choose courage over fear and you have to have the desire. You don't have to have the desire to stand out, but you have to have the courage to stand out and not blend in. You have to think, okay, blending in just means no one remembers me. I'm just like everybody else. I mean, if the world, we tell kids when we speak at schools, there are 7 billion people in this world and they all have a unique story. Every single one of us has a unique story and every single one of us has a unique perspective based on our life experiences. And what makes you unique is your, that's what is your superpower. That's, that's, that's your gift. And again, it's, it's something that I think you have to be reminded of over and over and over, especially in middle school, (laughs) because all All middle school kids want to do is just like, don't notice me. You know, mm-hmm. Pete went through a phase where he always had the, the hoodie up and his head down. And he just, you know, he didn't want to be separate or other. Sure. Being pulled out of class sometimes because, you know, for hearing uh, itinerant, you know, right. like special education things and stuff like that. Um, you know, it makes you feel other. 
a lot of times people equate other, especially kids, as less than. Right. But we got to flip that yes. mentality. And, and, you know, different is cool. It's cool to be different. And that's, that's what Pete's all about. He's like, this is cool. I mean, look, I can hang things off my head and I can like freak people out with my fake ear. Um, you know, I mean, you've always been a prankster with all that stuff. Right. Um, we've had a lot of good laughs. This has been so interesting doing this show is, you know, I've interviewed so many different people with, with different things, whatever it may be. And it's in Peter, like your, your perspective on life. That's why I'm so fascinated with it because a lot of times we want to say like, Oh, that's different. You're like, no, this is me. This is who I've always been. And this is just Mm -hmm. my reality. And it's other people who have the problem. It's not, it's not you. It's not anything, anything like Mm -hmm. that. What is, what is something that you wish that you would have maybe started sooner? Both of you in this journey, something that's maybe been very pivotal for you and sharing your message. Everyone listening to the show is putting out content and sharing their own story. Um, what's something that you wish you would have started sooner that's been really good for your brand, for your for your journey? From a business perspective, we're still sort of defining. <laughs> we're kind of a transitional unit right now because um, we started out primarily focused on um, school assemblies and speaking at schools about um, kindness and anti-bullying and inclusion and things like that. And that was before music, mm-hmm. uh, before the guitar. And then mm-hmm. the speaking kind of kept, you know, we were very busy through high school with requests to speak at schools. And then when you started playing and it, you know, obviously got better and better and better, we incorporated the music into the message and the presentation, especially now that COVID hit, we can't, and school assemblies are kind of like done. Right. Um, but I, I've wanted for quite some time to have a broader reach. Um, and so what's been great about TikTok and then from TikTok, from everything you've done on TikTok, we've had so much crossover to Instagram is we now have a very engaged audience of- um, Yes, you do. Yeah, of musicians and music enthusiasts um, that are attracted. I mean, one of my favorite comments was, I was I, I was caught by the talent, the musical talent of you on the guitar, but I stayed for the message and the story because it that really yeah. looked good. Um, and so that's, that's sort of what we've been trying to do. And it feels like we finally gained some momentum with that. And it's so gratifying because I really feel like we have a story that can help other people. And, yeah. um, Peter, how do you come up with ideas? That's one of the things that a lot of TikTokers we get drained with is trying to think through some new content ideas. I know my husband, it's so funny. He'll walk through the house and be like, oh, I just don't know what to post on TikTok today. <laughs> and I'm like, do normal people say this type of stuff? <laughs> but how do, you, how do you come up with ideas? Keep it fresh. Well, honestly, it's the comments that people leave sometimes. It's like, yeah, that's oh, I haven't thought of that before. That's kind of interesting. Uh, <laughs> kind of in that phase right now. I just posted something not too long ago today. And I'm like, I need to find something else to post. Like, <laughs> another guitar video last night like where you try to balance out the music right the guitar covers and then the the i think i mean people love when you answer questions and comments and that that is so helpful once you have an engaged audience Mm -hmm. because then you know what is interesting to them and what kind of content they like and respond to and that's that's what's helped us so much on Instagram recently. Yeah. yeah. But building up to that is difficult because when you're starting off and no one's commenting and no one's giving you right. feedback. Right. It was loud because I mean, I posted this one video. It, it's like, it's when I like literally like that week started replying to comments and somebody asked about the hearing aid and it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, not a lot of people probably know what this is. Okay. Answered the question, posted it and it went like viral. It was wild. It was really crazy. 
What's so funny about TikTok is that I created the account. We were going out to California to do a week of school assemblies right before COVID hit. And I created the account thinking all these kids would want to follow it because TikTok was the thing with the kids, right? I'm trying to trying to be cool with the kids. And you know, they did. They, we posted a few, you know, videos from the schools. Um, but then, I don't know, you decided to post some covers or something on there. And then all of a sudden, it was all about the, yeah. the music. And, and then, then, of course, then you kind of got back into talking about yeah. differences and stuff because of questions and comments. But mm-hmm. it's taken off because of that. So it's kind of funny that that's how that happened. But it, it's social media. So, like, I really hate Facebook right now. You <laughs> and both. We get no engagement um, from yeah. our page. Facebook and I don't think people see see our content yeah and I go out there and I try to and I end up it sucks away my time because I'm trying to figure stuff out and it just I don't know it just frustrates me so you know we have a Facebook page Pete's Diary but you know there's really not much engagement on it not like Instagram Mm. um Twitter we get we don't have a huge following on Twitter you do more than the Pete's Diary account but uh, we both accounts get a lot of comments and stuff. There's engagement there. Yes. Yeah. YouTube really upsets me because we can ne- never get our comments turned on. They right, keep yeah. turning our comments off. So I'm trying to fix that. But <laughs> you guys follow Gary V at all? Yeah, I've listened to some of his podcasts. And, yeah, uh, that's yeah, how we're great. on TikTok. <laughs> he's <laughs> to blame. He is to blame. <laughs> Okay, guys, I have one final question for you, but where can people connect with you online? All of it will be linked in the show notes, but uh, just for those who are listening, maybe driving or working out right now, where can people find you? I guess TikTok is kind of the main thing. thing right now. And that's, you know, Pete's Diary. Yeah, it's um, P-E-T-E-S Diary. Guys, check it out. It's some awesome, awesome, awesome content. And dude, you're talented, man. Like, thank you so much for sharing your gift to this world. Uh, Didi, thank you for showing us what it looks like to be an awesome freaking mom, dude, and raise such <laughs> yeah. a badass son. Like that's just, it's it's so inspiring to me. My, my girls are so young right now. And I'm always just like, when I can see like a man like you, Peter, and what you're putting out into the world that speaks volumes of you and your mom. So thank you guys so much for the example and leading, leading so well. Very last question. Let's see where to go back in time to uh, you guys just uh, about a year ago, I'm assuming before TikTok, before things kind of blew up for you a little bit. Um, I'm not sure how long you've been on the platform, but we were to go back to whatever day that was that you put up that TikTok account and you're doing the school assemblies before COVID, all of this. So it wasn't that long ago. If you were to tell yourself one thing that you know now that you wish you would have known back then, what would that be? For me, it would be just keep keep going. I guess I kind of felt that at the time. I just, it doesn't happen overnight. Things don't happen overnight. If you really truly want to make yeah. a difference, I mean, help people. It took us time to figure out who our audience was. I think we're finally figuring that out, but um, it's a process. It's an evolution, I think. Yeah. And we're, you know, we're still in the very early stages of it, but we've been doing this for, I mean, when we first started, it was all for charity. We never charged to speak. We did everything for a volunteer for charity. Um, and Pete's Diary as a company has only existed for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. What about you, Peter? What would you go back and tell yourself before all of your thousands, tens of thousands? I mean, how many followers do you have right now? I think it's like a little over 220K. It's crazy. Okay. Hundreds of thousands. Let me correct myself. Hundreds of thousands of followers. Before <laughs> then, like if you could go back and tell yourself something, what would you tell yourself? Mm. My mom was a genius for starting that account. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, he wanted to delete it at one point. 
Did he really? No. Oh man, I'm glad like, he... I don't I don't know if I like this, blah blah blah. I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> what would you say to yourself though, like about TikTok? Like say you posted your first video and it yeah, I don't know, did it do well or not? I don't know. Actually that was weird because it did. Do you remember um, that? It was your first um, video went did well. Like for something that was like just posted. I think it did. It was like, um, it was, uh, I was playing something on the guitar in my ear. My prosthetic ear was dangling off my head. Oh, yeah. And, um, it was just kind of flopping around. And then it eventually fell off and I just kind of did like a little tiny yeah. thing. And that was yes. it. And I woke up the next morning and it had like over a hundred thousand views. I'm like, wow. what? Happened? Like, yeah, we have a lot of fun creating some of those videos because it's just hilarious. I mean, you can hear me laughing at you go down to the very first video that was posted. That was it, where he literally rocked his ear off. I love that. I love that. <laughs> well, that builds connection because people feel like, you know, you're you're a human and we can connect with you more. And so showing that humanity to it is so cool. And I, I really hope as like a society, we can just evolve more and more into that and be more real and more real and more real online. <laughs> One of my main takeaways from this conversation is finding life, man, finding joy, finding happiness, finding humor. We choose how we see our circumstances. I know that's easier said than done sometimes, my friends, but people like Peter and Dee Dee and all the incredible unconventional leaders we've had on the show have paved a way and shown us that there is so much richness to this life if we choose to see it, if we choose to look for it. I'm sending you all my love today. And if you need a community, a tribe of people who get it, who are unconventional, head over to Facebook and type in Unconventional Leaders. We have an awesome community over there. Would love to have you a part. Again, that is Unconventional Leaders over on Facebook. Love you in your corner. See you soon.